to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy, and for the next 45 minutes, I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value, and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by Craig Jones. Craig, it's a pleasure to have you on the show once again. I hope the New Year's celebrations treated you well. How are things with you, my friend? Thanks, Dan. Yeah, really, really good New Year. But um, unfortunately, just like you and uh, Jamie, the football wasn't so great. Unfortunately, um, went to watch Barnsley play on Monday. They played Bolton, fellow promotion hopeful, and were beaten three nil. Sadly, so uh, game change when it, when we had a place and off just ten minutes in. But a uh, really poor day all round. But yeah, great New Year. Terrible Monday with the football. Well, you can join us in that camp then, because last but certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, I hope all is well. And after Sunday, you haven't cancelled twenty twenty three already. Yeah, I mean, it's not been a great start to the year. Obviously, Tottenham already kind of ruining proceedings. Um, and again, I have to watch them so soon, obviously, on the, on the day of recording. Spurs do play again. It's a tough game against Crystal Palace. So, you know, what what can go wrong there? So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's not been a great start in terms of the football. But, uh, look, I'm looking forward to plenty of other action. Obviously, the FA Cup is a bit of a distraction to kind of take away from the pain of Spurs. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. And uh, looking forward to today's show. Absolutely. All I can say is I've really missed the World Cup. I miss it even more with each week that passes. But anyway, that's all the intros out of the way. Let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insight. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the odds on podcast hashtag. And who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. Okay, where should we start first? Although this is an FA Cup special, we're going to squeeze in some more Thursday night Premier League football now. And Chelsea, Man City is the big clash on Thursday night. They meet twice in four days. Craig, can Pep's men return to winning ways in the top flight? Yeah, I think they can, yeah. I'm I'm really expecting a reaction from Manchester City here. I think they're going to look at these two games. They're going to really focus on on the first game. I think they'll come here with a, a stronger lineup as possible. The, you know, the best possible starting eleven that Pep can put on this field. You know, forget the FA Cup. They will be playing tonight, uh, on Thursday night, sorry. And I, I do think that'll be enough for them to get back to winning ways. And they've got a chance to immediately close the gap on Arsenal after Arsenal only got a point against Newcastle on Tuesday. So if, if he was thinking about what do I do with my squad and where do I rotate players and rest maybe a couple here and there, um, I think that result will have spurred Pep on to focus even more on this game. I've got doubts over Chelsea at the moment. They seem to be... I don't know. Chelsea look as me as though they're a team that's ready to splash some cash in January and the players are just waiting for someone to come and give them a bit of a lift and that they're waiting for a spark to happen rather than trying to really create one themselves. I'm not really that struck on Chelsea at the minute. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be fairly entertaining. Chelsea won't just sit back and sort of park the bus. They, they will try and come out and win this. They've no choice being at home. But I think ultimately, I think City have got an edge in class when they've got their best players on the field and their best players will be on the field in this one. Uh, The the opportunity to close the gap on Arsenal after sort of throwing that away a bit a few days ago when they could only draw with Everton. um, Bounce back sort of in style is what I'm expecting and I'm expecting a, a Manchester City win in this one. 
Now, Jamie, at the time of recording, Chelsea are currently the third best team in West London. Not even London, the west of the capital. They really need to dig out a win to keep their top four hopes alive. If they lose on Thursday, would you be ruling them out of the race for good? Not yet, I wouldn't say so. I think with this one, I think for many teams playing Manchester City, I think it's always a bit of a free hit. Of course, you are almost just getting this fixture out of the way. It's a very, very tough game, regardless of whether you're playing home or away. Um, I think as well, they do have games in hand. Um, you know, even two over over some teams. So yeah, I, I think that they, they they still have that chance to kind of close that gap as well. Um, the gap it does stand at ten points at the moment, and obviously that is trying to close that to Manchester United, who are flying at the moment. And obviously you look at the teams in that top four: Newcastle, United, Man City, and Arsenal. All teams that you kind of now expect to be fairly consistent. So it's going to be a real kind of uh, struggle for Chelsea to to really close that gap. But I, I think given the way that they are looking to kind of move in January. I think there is the possibility they could make the right moves, bring in the right players. Um, but the signs are worrying at the moment for Chelsea. Um, obviously, at the moment, Botti's kind of struggling to get his team playing with any sort of definitive style. There's no real signs of what he's looking to do. He's obviously struggling to get his message across to these players at the moment. And um, look, the big issue for them all season has been it's been scoring goals. You know, they've scored by far the fewest in the, in the top 10. You know, the next team who's who scored more than them has scored, has scored 10 more than them. So, you know, they're considerably um, struggling for goals at the moment. And uh, I, I say they're going big in January, but there's still kind of no links to a, a real goal scorer. And, that, and that's something that they really are missing. We saw that on the weekend against Nottingham Forest. You know, um, they just couldn't break them down. And um, I think for Chelsea, that's the big concern at the moment. But uh, yeah, as I said, with this one, I think it's a bit of a free hit. I don't think I'd read too much into whether they were to get a result here in terms of the race of the top four. But as I said, at the moment, it's looking pretty tricky the way that they're playing. Now, Craig, in terms of best bets for the first of two skirmishes this week, what has grabbed your attention before the battle of Stamford Bridge? Yeah, as I've already alluded to, I do think City will win this one. And I do think it'll be an entertaining game. So I'm just sort of going to keep it relatively simple, really, and just combine those two thoughts together, uh, which leads me down the path of backing a Manchester City win combined with both teams to score. Uh, it's 12 to 5 that I don't think this City back line's as good as it has been in the past and, and you know they, they do look a little shaky at times like I said earlier on Chelsea do have to come out here and, and try and win this game even though they, they know they're up against it they're at home they're expected to, to win most games at home at Chelsea so they will come here and give it a game I think it'll be an entertaining game I think we will see goals in it but like I said ultimately I do think City's got the sort of the quality edge when they've got the best players on the field who will be on that pitch. It's 12-5, to 5, that City win and both teams to score. That's what stood out to me. And Jamie, if you're looking at this from an over-under point of view, do you use Craig's logic at all? What takes your interest from a goals point of view? Yeah, well, look, as, as I mentioned with Chelsea, they have really kind of struggled for goals this season. That's been a real area of concern for them. So I think here, I think they're going to struggle against to score against Manchester City, regardless of, of being the home side. Um, Man City, of course, they are the top scorers in the league. They are by quite a considerable margin. But even so, I kind of look at their last three matches. Obviously, they did get that fairly big win against Leeds. But the other two, obviously, they only managed to score once against Brentford at home. The same against Everton, they only scored once. So um, I think this is going to be a Man City win, but I don't think it's going to be an emphatic one. So uh, I'd probably go for un under 2.5 goals here. Um, and that's 11 to 10. Yeah, I think I'd be leaning on that side of the fence. But that's our Premier League hat removed. Time to put our FA Cup hat on now. Because, Craig, the same teams, different locations on Sunday, though, because they go to the Etihad. Before looking at the odds, would you have to factor in multiple changes to either side when you look at 
you know, cut changes, lack of importance in terms of down the list of trophies. With that in mind, you have to look at this as a bet that you probably wouldn't place, say, 30 minutes, 60 minutes before kickoff in the three-way market. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. And I think that's perhaps more important if you fancy Manchester City to win this uh, the cup game that, that's on Sunday, as I think they'll be the one who make most changes. I've sort of just stated my case, really, for thinking that Manchester City is going to really attack the league game and, and put their best possible eleven. And But I do think they will rotate players over the next few days. So, so that sort of leads to a... I say weakened team. There's no such thing as a Manchester City weakened team, but but a weakened team going out for this for this game. I think sort of from a betting point of view, if you look at both games, Chelsea are, are a very similar pli- price to in both games. Actually, they're, they're just over four to one for for both uh, Thursday and Sunday. So the option is: Do you go with a full strength Chelsea via full strength Manchester City at Stamford Bridge? So you're playing a tougher City team, but you've got home advantage, or do you go with two weaker teams? Uh, potentially an even weaker Manchester City team, but the games at the Etihad, and it's the latter that I would go with. It, I don't think it would be the biggest surprise in the world if Chelsea went to City and won this game. Um, obviously, when the team sheets revealed on Sunday, the odds may change, and you know we, we may see a dramatic change in the odds. But Chelsea are available at nine to two at the minute, and I just think it looks decent value really for the game, and especially if, if they don't change it up too much. I, I think Chelsea are sort of, like I said, they're a team that's looking for a spark and they're not really prepared to do it themselves. I just get that feeling at the minute. They're really struggling. But it wouldn't surprise me if Graham Potter tried to use the cup as a spark and and didn't rest too many players, you know, sort of made like three or four changes. Whereas I think City could end up making seven, eight, nine changes between the two team, between the two games. Um, I just think from a betting point of view that if you're going to back Chelsea at any point in the next few days, I think Sunday's the game to do it. The nine to two, they are away from home, but... But I just think it seems half decent value if you sort of look up what what could be the makeup of these two teams come Sunday afternoon. Well, Jamie, do we have to consider the outcome of Thursday may then lead into the desire for a win on Sunday? And what I mean by that is, let's say Chelsea lose in midweek. Do you think the cup clash takes on even more importance for Graham Potter? Yeah, look, I think for a lot of the top clubs, unfortunately, we see it's it's just never really their priority. And, you know, especially at this stage where, where Graham Potter's at and where Chelsea are at, I think their main focus is still going to be getting into the top four. Obviously, I said kind of regardless of whether they lose to Manchester City on Thursday in the Premier League, I still think their their aim is going to be to get into that top four. Um, so I think it will be a case they will still re- rotate for, for this game um, and, and maybe look to prioritise the next Premier League match as well. But look, Craig mentioned, you know, Man City could make seven or eight changes. But as we know, this this Man City squad is still very strong. Um, so I, I personally still think that uh, Man City should be too strong here. Um, I think as well, we've already seen Manchester City and, and Chelsea in a cup competition earlier this season. I think it was only back in November these two teams met. And obviously that was a 2-0 win for Man City. So, um, yeah, I think regardless of whether Manchester City are going to kind of rotate. I still think they'll have enough to beat Chelsea. I think this is a Chelsea team that that is really kind of struggling at the moment, as, I, as I've alluded to. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this, again, it's just going to be such a difficult task for them here. So I'm, I'm still picking City for this one. So I'm going to go for Man City in both games here. Fair enough. But Craig, if we assume that changes are going to be rung for either side on Sunday, who grabs your attention from a first goal scorer perspective? Could it be time for Julian Alvarez to shine at odds of 11-8? to eight? He certainly gets my uh, shout from a City perspective. I'd be very, very surprised if he doesn't lead the line on Sunday for them. And, and he, let's be face it, he should arrive here on cloud nine after the World Cup. And I think he's got a bit of a point to prove that he, he can deliver and he can. he's not going to get many opportunities at Manchester City because they've got Erling Haaland in the team. 
But when he is called upon, I think he's got a bit of a point to prove to show that he can be the man who delivers. And and, and I do think he's a, he's a capable enough striker to do that. Um, if you're picking a Manchester City goal scorer, then yeah, he's definitely one that I would be looking at. From a betting point of view elsewhere, I have had a look at Raheem Sterling to score here, and he's available at 9-2, to two, which sort of caught my attention enough to mention him as we're talking here. I think he'll get a start, and as I said, I don't think Chelsea, I think Chelsea will rest players, but maybe not many players, or not as many as Manchester City. He's come back from the World Cup, and I thought he did all right in the World Cup, but he's come back and he's playing a hell of a lot better for Chelsea than, than he did prior to the World Cup. He came back, he scored against Forest, he got an assist against Bournemouth, and if he starts, I just think at 9-2, to two, he's, he's probably too big to ignore in this market um, if, if you do think Chelsea can score, which, which like I say, I, I've got half a feeling that Chelsea might have a good chance of winning this game. Now, Jamie, regardless of line-up strength, would you be keen to back both teams scoring the odds of 4-5? to five? Do you know what? I'm, I'm probably going to go against Craig here and say I don't think they will. I don't, I don't, think, I don't see Chelsea scoring here. I'm just going to go with the form that they've been showing this season and the fact that Graham Potter is not really getting his message across at the moment. It's not really clicking for them. And I still think this is a, a very strong Man City team in terms of um, defensively as well. Um, obviously, Cancelo is a guy who you'd probably expect to, to play a big part in the next two matches, given that he's, you know, he's not played in the last two. Um, so I certainly expect still a, a strong Man City back line. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, the two teams did meet only back in November. It was a 2-0 win for Man City. Obviously, they kept the, the, uh, the Blues at bay bet there. And I, and I think they can still do the same again here. So look, a Man City win at 7-4 is, is the price. Probably wouldn't back that just because I, I think there is maybe the possibility Chelsea could get on the score sheet here. But as I said, if I, if I was to, to pick a side here, as I said, I have. Uh, I don't think both teams are scoring. I think it'll be a Man City win. OK, then that's enough Man City slash Chelsea chats for now. We're going to go bet building once again. And this time, it's Chef Wednesday playing host to Newcastle in the FA Cup third round on Saturday evening. And once again, we're going to look to try and build another winning combination. Craig, you're up first, as always. I'd like an anytime goal scorer, please. Yeah, I'm going to go in a, a slightly different direction here. So what we're going to do is, despite his, um, his brilliant performance at the World Darts Championship last night, I'm going to go with Michael Smith to get an anytime scorer uh, goal on in this game in the FA Cup for Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday arrive in really good form here. Um, they play really well in the league, and I think they're going to give Newcastle plenty to think about on uh, on Saturday evening. They've won all three games since Christmas. They've scored nine goals in those games. Uh, three of those have been scored by Smith himself. He's a very big physical presence up front. He's got 20 in all competitions so far this season. Uh, but on top of that, he, he's not just all about size. He's clinical. He's, he's one of the best strikers in League One. He can finish a ball. I think this is going to be a slightly changed Newcastle back line and I think he can cause them problems. So, for a slightly different look and uh, to boost the odds of our bet builder, we'll go with a Sheffield Wednesday scorer, Michael Smith, any time at 4-1. to one. Top start there, Jamie. What have you got on the over-under goals? OK, so, yeah, I mean, I think I, I still expect a Newcastle win here. Um, uh, but I was going to go low on the goals. I, th I think I was going to go low on the goals just because for Newcastle, it does seem like they've kind of slowed down in, in that department somewhat. Obviously, they did produce that big 3-0 win over Leicester. But other than that, in their last six matches, obviously, we've seen them fail to score against Arsenal and, and Leeds, Palace as well, and, and Chelsea and Bournemouth were teams that they only scored one against. So, yeah, I said, they've kind of slowed down in, in that goals department. Um, I, I think as well, I, I do think they will defeat Wednesday. And I think this is going to be somewhat of a tough game for them. Um, so I'm going to go for under 3.5 goals here. Fantastic. And I'm going to take the logic of you two. And I'm going to go with both teams to score. Now, you look at Newcastle's last 270 minutes. They haven't conceded a goal. So you're kind of thinking, why are you going against the grain? But it's the FA Cup. 
there's always that kind of magic, especially when a, a smaller team, inverted commas, is playing a bigger team at home. You've got the wholesale changes that are likely to happen. Yes, Newcastle are full of momentum, but I can still see changes being made. They're not going to be as strong. I just feel that, you know, Craig made a great case with Michael Smith, not the darts Michael Smith, but that Michael Smith to score. And I just think it might just make the tie a bit more interesting. So to add that to the mix, I'm going to go with both teams to score on Saturday. Okay, just to recap our three picks, we've gone for Michael Smith, Darts World Champion, to score on Saturday. We've gone for under four total goals and also both teams to score at Hillsborough, which means odds of 11 to 1 are on offer for this Saturday. That's £10 on the betting slip, £120 in your back pocket if it gets over the line. I hope it gets over the line for us. I hope it gets over the line for you. But let's have a quick chat about the game itself now. Craig, you may remember that the Magpies were dumped out of the FA Cup by Cambridge at this round last season. Will there be another third round shock at Hillsborough? There were, Dan, yeah. And I think if you, just before we get into Sheffield Wednesday, if you look at Newcastle, that last season they they were sort of on their way up and, and, and now they're up and they're there and they've more reason, they've more things to fight for. They, they've, they're aiming to get into the top four and ultimately more reasons to be resting players and completely disregarding the FA Cup in many ways. Um, but for about a minute here, I'm going to talk positively about Sheffield Wednesday. And to be honest, it's probably the only minute of the year when I'll talk about Sheffield Wednesday in a positive light. So it pains me to say what I'm about to say. However, uh, I, I really do think Sheffield Wednesday have got a chance of, of pulling off a shock here. And, and I think that they're available at 6-1. to one, And I think it's an absolutely great price. Um, they're, they're really in form at the minute and have been for a, for a while now. So they ended the calendar year of 2022 as the team from the four divisions collecting the most points with 97 points, which shows what they've done in that year. They've won all three games since Christmas, a run that's taken them into the automatic promotion spots in League One. They've played two home games recently this week, you know, just in the last week. Uh, they've won both. They scored seven goals in the process. Um, Illsborough, allegedly, so they tell me, has been bouncing for the past few weeks. Um, it will no doubt be... Absolutely bouncing for this one. They, they love a, a game against a big side down there. Newcastle are almost certainly going to rest quite a few players. They've got the top four to focus on. They've got bigger things to think about. They've got January transfers coming in and left, right and centre, if, if you believe the rumours that's, that's sort of flying around. I just think it all sort of points towards Sheffield Wednesday having a really good chance here. Uh, they're they're 6-1. to one. Very rare I back Sheffield Wednesday to win, but, but I will be doing on Saturday. Well, Jamie, in my notes, I was going to mention the fact that Newcastle's bid for a top four finish may take their eye off the ball on Saturday. So do you reckon they'll make a serious tilt for the FA Cup or will they look at the competition as something of a distraction as their European hopes grow further? Yeah, well, look, maybe as what I'm about to say might kind of back up Craig's point here in, in maybe Sheffield Wednesday do have a, a bit of a, something to kind of cling on to here. I, I think you're right. I think this could be maybe a bit of a distraction in terms of their fight for the, for the top four and for a European spot. I think they produced a really good performance against Arsenal um, on, on Tuesday evening. I think they were really good and certainly showed they're a side that are going to be up there in that race for the European spots. Um, they're the first team to take points off the Gunners at the Emirates this season. So that was obviously a really good sign as well. And yeah, as I say, I just think they're certainly going to be in that race for, for Europe come the end of the season and they're going to be always up there. So I think these cup competitions will be a bit of a distraction for them and maybe they'll look to prioritise the league and, and that's where they could maybe slip up in these competitions, the, the FA Cup. Um, so I think it's going to take a bit of fortune if they are going to try and go all the way in terms of who they draw in the competition. 
Um, I think if they were to face a big team, I think they probably will go out because I can, as I said, I think they'll be prioritising the league matches. So um, yeah, that could be maybe where, where Craig's right in terms of Sheffield Wednesday have a bit of an edge here, where Newcastle are looking to prioritise other competitions. So yeah, that could be that could be an interesting factor for them. Now, Craig, you've just mentioned Michael Smith is going to score in your opinion on Saturday. I've suggested both teams to score. That's at odds of nineteen to twenty on its own. Would you back that up, or are you going for a simple Sheffield Wednesday one 0 win? Yeah, I do think it's a it's a good bet here, and I think that the majority of people will be looking at this game and and from a both teams to score point of view, sort of looking at, at whether Sheffield Wednesday can score or not. Because you know, let, let's say I do, I do think Wednesday have got a great chance, but but most people will be listening to this thinking that Newcastle's going to win this game. Um, the, you know, Sheffield Wednesday have a, a very very solid case for for scoring a goal in this one. Like I said, they they played at home twice in the last week, both league games. They've won two nil and five nil. They've scored seven goals. They've won all three games since Christmas. They, they they are a team that, that do play attacking football and that do like to score goals. And yeah, that does maybe leave them a little suspect at the back, but but they do score. And um, I, I do think they'll definitely score here. As I've sort of mentioned, I fancy Smith to get a goal. I do think Wednesday's got a shout of winning it. I do think Newcastle, you know, they've got, <laughs> they're a Premier League team and they're near the top of the Premier League for a reason. They've, they've got many talented players. Even if they do come here and, and sort of make six or seven changes, they're still going to have a good side out there. You know, they're going to have players on the pitch that are capable of scoring goals. I do think it'll be an entertaining game. Uh, I do think Newcastle and Sheffield Wednesday will both score. Yeah, it's uh, definitely yes for me for the both teams to score market. OK, then, Jamie, if you were looking at this from a half-time, full-time point of view, how do you see this one panning out a minute 45 and 90? Yeah, obviously, Craig's obviously said about Sheffield United maybe being a kind of a difficult team here for Newcastle. And I, th- I think he's convinced me here. I was Look, I was looking at New. I, I do still think this would be a Newcastle win, by the way. Um, I, I think maybe the pick would have been Newcastle half-time, Newcastle full-time. That's only at 11 to 10. So I think if, if maybe you kind of look at this uh, as Craig is in terms of this being a tricky game for them, I think half-time draw, full-time Newcastle win, that's at three to one. I think that's fairly good value. Um, I still think that Newcastle should just about have enough here. I think they're going to make it difficult just because, as I said, recently they've dropped off a little bit in terms of scoring goals and and maybe they they, they look to win this late on or, or they do win it late on. Um, so, yeah, I, I still think that Newcastle should just about have enough to win here. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think this could be a tricky one. I think it's interesting what Craig's saying, but uh, I'm just going to stick with Newcastle here and, and I think they'll just get the job done. You've both made compelling cases, which means I'm going to sit on the fence and back the draw. I reckon this one goes to a replay and then probably Newcastle edge it. But it's going to be a fascinating cup tie. There's many more to come. But first, it's our long shot Acker because we go anywhere in the world at odds of 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. That's the range we're looking for. And Jamie, you're up first this week. What have you got for me? Yeah, I'm going to go to La Liga for my pick. And uh, it's a big game between Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. Obviously, two teams that are fighting near the top of the table. Um, I'm going to back a Barcelona win here and over 2.5 goals in the game, uh, which you can get at 12 to 5. Um, Barcelona have been actually really impressive in, in, in the goals department so far this season. They've got 34 goals in 15 La Liga matches. So, you know, certainly lots of firepower in that team. And, and I'm sure they'll contribute with a number of goals in this game. Um, they are also top of the league at the moment. Um, and so, yeah, they're 11 points clear of Atletico as well. So it is in uh, the, the Spanish capital. So maybe there is a little bit of an edge there for Atletico, but uh, they are 11 points clear of them at the moment, Barcelona. So um, I think they should come out on top here and uh, I think they'll do it with over 2.5 goals. Top shout there, Craig. What have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I think for the past couple of weeks now, I've ended up seeing something that's sort of catch my eye in League One and it's League One where I go again with this one. And it's... Um, 
Bolton and Plymouth to draw their game. They're, it's available at 5-2. to two. So it's a really, really big clash at the top of League One. Plenty of eyes on the FA Cup, but, but don't forget about this one. It's a very, very big game. Uh, Plymouth are top of the league. Bolton up into fourth after a big win over my Barnsley on Monday. Uh, Plymouth have won the last four games. Bolton come here on the back of that big win. Though that game was affected by Barnsley getting a red card in the 11th minute, which completely changed things. Um, prior to that, though, Bolton have been struggling with draws a little. They've drawn three of their last five. Uh, Plymouth are known to be far better at home than away. And they'll probably settle for a point here against what is a good side in League One. I don't think Bolton are quite good enough to break them down and beat them. So given that Bolton sort of three draws in the last five prior to that Barnsley win, um, it just makes me think this one could also fizzle out into a bit of a draw here and, and one that sort of would give Plymouth a point that they would take, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's a draw at 5-2 to two in this one, Bolton and Plymouth on Saturday. Good shout. I'm off to the Scottish Championship as Partick play host to Morton. Now, the hosts saw their four-game unbeaten run come to an end on Monday as they lost 2-0 at current league leaders Queen's Park. While Morton are currently unbeaten in their last 10 league outings, a run of results which keeps them in the title hunt, and I think they will not only extend that run to 11, but also scoop maximum points for themselves, odds of 12-5. to five. Now, before we move on, we were so close to winning that 51-1 to one long shot last week. We were a goal conceded in the wrong direction, so we almost knew what we were talking about. Let's move on, though, because, as always, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's pop up some more FA Cup stories now and we'll go to Friday night as Manchester United play host to Everton. Craig, there's not a great amount of value for the home win at odds of 1-2, to two, but what else can you find for me? There isn't, you're right. No, um, I think Manchester United are going to make a lot of changes here, but I don't think it's going to affect them at all. They're playing very, very well at the minute. They're, sort of, they're, they're not beating any superstars, you know, let, let's sort of throw that in there, but they're not really getting out of second gear at all to beat these lower teams and, and they're definitely a team to keep an eye on that. They're building in the right direction and I hope, sort of, without looking too far forward here, I hope they win this game well and we get into the Manchester derby, which is a week on Saturday with, with United still playing this way because that should be a cracking game. But anyway, back to this one. Um, they, they're facing a very, very poor Everton team. Uh, thumping that they received on Tuesday night. The point against Manchester City was sort of definitely a blip, I think, and, and they're, they're back to normal now. And, and I do think that another heavy defeat is on the cards for them. You do have to wonder what, what really is going to happen at Everton over the next sort of couple of weeks. Um, the only sort of bit of value that I could really find without going too sort of long because I'm not quite sure which Manchester United team is going to come out and how many changes are going to be made. Um, Manchester United minus one, a seven to five on the handicap line. Uh, they come here on the back of four wins. The last two home games have both been 3-0 wins with, with sort of relative ease as well. That Probably could have been four, maybe even five as well, those two. Um, I'm not going to go too big on United, just like I said, because I do think they will rest three or four players. Um, but I do think they've got enough to still win this game comfortably against an Everton team who are, who are in all sorts of trouble by the looks of it. So, yeah, Manchester United minus one. So to win by two goals or more, which is seven to five. Well, this is it, Jamie. We mentioned cup distractions a few moments ago for Newcastle. In terms of Everton, is this a cup competition that they cannot get out of soon enough? Do they need a cup run or is Frank Lampard going to be focusing on just the relegation battle? Yeah, I think they probably do need a cup run. And, you know, this game might well come as a welcome break for Everton. Um, obviously, Lampard, he is under absolutely immense pressure now. And, um, you know, maybe even a chance he's not in the dugout on on, the, on Friday. Um, I don't think that'll be the case. I think he will be there. Um, but look, they obviously can't afford another slip up. But look, having said that, I think they, they face a really difficult task here in going away to Manchester United. Um, and as Craig mentioned, I think where... You know, Man United can still make a couple of changes and I still think they'll be a really strong team here. So, 
Yeah, I, I think given the games at Old Trafford, given that United are playing so well, given the fact that I think they can rotate and still field a strong team, um, unfortunately, Everton fans, you know, we obviously last season, we, we didn't make such great friends with you. Bit of an enemy for, for the podcast. But uh, yeah, and I'm going to say here again, I, I don't think there's any chance here for Everton, unfortunately. Right, let's move on quickly then, because we can also focus on the other clubs in the big six. And first up, we'll go to Tottenham as they play host to Portsmouth on Saturday lunchtime. Now, Craig, would you be marking this one down as a cup surprise or can Spurs finally find their footing after a miserable week thus far? Um, no, I definitely wouldn't, Dan. I'm going to let sort of Jamie sort of expand on the Spurs side of it. He'll be able to tell you everything you need to know about them, and, and I'll sort of tell you why I don't think it'd be an upset based on Portsmouth, which is sort of my level, really. Um, so, so Portsmouth started the season really, really well, and, and from the start of the season until the end of September, they played nine games and they won six and drew three. They were unbeaten until the end of September. Well, then, since the start of the October, they've played 13 and they've only won one. Uh, they've drawn seven, which is why they've not sort of completely tumbled down the league and perhaps why their sort of drop-off hasn't been as picked up as it maybe should have because the, the, the draws have sort of managed to keep them there. They've gone from being in the playoffs to mid-table and that's not a massive drop-off, really. So, so many people haven't really noticed what they've done. Uh, they sat Danny Cowley this week. There's no one in yet, which, which makes life even tougher for them. There's a million and one questions to answer at the club. They're, they're in sort of desperate need for a big turnaround, but their run's been going on for so long now that, you, you know, you just don't see where it's coming from. One win in 13 games, how do you turn that round? And especially when it's not like you're fighting for your life at the bottom of the league either. You know, they are just, sort of just below mid-table. So unless it goes on for a lot longer, then they're not even thinking about relegation. But um, So they're in a bit of an awkward situation and I just think this is coming at the worst time for them. They, they just want to get a new manager in and try and turn something around. I think it's a, it's a tough place to go, Tottenham, for anyone. It's a tough place to go if you've got multiple things happening off the field and I just can't see anything for Portsmouth in this one but I'm sure Jamie will tell you why Tottenham's going to absolutely throw it away themselves Well Jamie a home win to nil for Spurs is only 4-6 to six. when you consider Tottenham's defensive woes as of late is this a bet that you're steering clear of before Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't too looking forward to speaking about Spurs, unfortunately. Um, I'm not going to say too much about this game just just yet. Um, I probably will elaborate on, on kind of what I'm saying about that in in a maybe a later section in, in the show. But um, yeah, do you know what? With, with this Spurs game, I certainly wouldn't be going near that bet in terms of winning to nil here. I think obviously defensive problems have been a real issue for Spurs. We've obviously spoken about that on the last couple of episodes, you know, in terms of conceding goals, it's really kind of shocking how bad they have been. And even at home, you know, Spurs have been shipping lots of goals this season. Obviously, we saw that uh, that really poor defeat on the weekend against Aston Villa, even conceding two goals there against a, a Villa team who I may obviously was, was very strong. They've been very poor away from home this season, Villa, and uh, they've not scored many goals even in general this season. So yeah, it's been a, it was a, a really poor defeat that one. Um, I think we could see the likes of Jaffet Tanganga, Davinson Sanchez come into the team. They're two players that have been really short of confidence and not playing very well. Um, so I, I certainly fancy Pombe to get on the score sheet here. I'm in a group chat with um, Tot Tottenham and uh, Portsmouth fans, which is obviously a bit of a strange mix. Um, you know, it's not been kind of the best mood in, in that group chat recently, uh, given the form of the two teams. But look. Obviously, Portsmouth has, haven't been playing very well. They have just sacked their manager as well. But uh, I think that could play maybe an interesting factor, the fact they're not, they're, that they're making that managerial change. I think that could maybe lead to, to a surprise result here. And uh, as I said, I'll, I'll probably elaborate on that in a, in a slightly later section of the show. 
Okay, keep your powder dry for just a moment or two because there's another all Premier League clash on Saturday as Liverpool play host to Wolves. Craig, there's no doubt that Jurgen Klopp's men were rather abject on Monday. Would you fancy Wolves to take this back to Molyneux at odds of five to two? Um, you know, you know what, Dan. I've been sat here this morning doing my notes for this podcast, and this is the one where I've just been sat there scratching my head. Um, I, I really, really don't. And I know what to say, but I don't know what to bet on. <laughs> it's a very, very strange one. I've eventually decided that I think Liverpool will win this game. But from a betting point of view, there is nothing that sort of stands out at all to me. They're 2-7 to seven to win the game, which is far too short. Um, I, I can't make a decision between win to nil or a win and both teams to score because, you know, Wolves are sort of, they, they do look a little bit better, not much better, but a little bit better maybe at the minute than what they did sort of post-Christmas and post the World Cup. I don't think Liverpool will do this easily, so that sort of rules out the half-time, full-time. I really just can't find a bet for you, I'm afraid. I do think Liverpool will edge it, and I do think they'll win and get through to the next round. The main reason for that is because they're at home. I just do think they'll they'll just find a goal from somewhere and edge it. But in terms of a bet, it's a game that I completely want to steer well, well clear of. I wouldn't really trust either team with, with too much confidence to deliver at the minute. OK, and Jamie, I might have a bet for you, though, in terms of goals, because Liverpool's defence have conceded in each of the last six Premier League outings. I know this is the cup, but does this fixture also lend itself to both teams scoring or odds of evens? Yeah, I mean, this is a tricky one because, as you said, look, Liverpool's defence has been poor, but then you look at Wolves, they've been really, they've not been great in terms of scoring goals this season. It's just 10 times they've, they've scored so far in 17 matches, so... Um, certainly not a team that are kind of full of goals. Well, I'm going to go with you know a definitive result here. I actually think Liverpool will win to nil, um, simply just because I think the Wolves they're just kind of really short in that goals department at the moment. Um, the thing is that's only 11 to 10 at the moment, and just because it's kind of so tricky to call, as I said, you know, poor Liverpool defence, but then a poor Wolves attack. I think probably at the moment, just because it's so unpredictable, probably would steer clear of that one. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of difficult to, to find value in this fixture. Um, and so, yeah, as I, I think I'm probably with Craig. I'll probably steer clear of this one. But, uh, you know, if I was to really go with a pick here, I think Liverpool to win to nil here. Uh, given the fact it's Anfield, I, I think they'll just about get the win and uh, do it to nil. OK, then Monday night sees Arsenal travel to Oxford. And Craig, the Gunners are as short as 1-10 to 10 to come out on top at the start of next week. What bet offers far greater value, in your opinion? Yeah, really, really short to to win this one, Arsenal, aren't they? And um, they, they should make wholesale changes here. You would think that Arsenal are, are going to put like all their eggs in the Premier League basket now and uh, and sort of go for broke with that. So, in terms of sort of the, how their team will look, you know, I would never back back anyone at one to ten. If this is a full strength Arsenal team, then although the odds are extremely short, you would you would really fancy a win. But would you back? an Arsenal team at 1-10 to 10 if they make 10 changes? And, and sort of the answer is no, really. Um, they come up against sort of an Oxford team who, whose downfall this season has been drawing too many games. So I think for a small flutter, if you just fancy a bit of an interest on Monday night, then, then why not look at the draw? Um, so the Oxford team, the way that they're set up, they, they did very well last season and were sort of in and around the playoffs in League One and maybe disappointed a little come the end of it. And expectations were very high this season, but so far they've failed to really kick into gear and get up there into the playoff sort of hunt. And the reason for that is draws. Um, since November, they've drawn five of their last nine games. Uh, they lost at home on New Year's Day, but that was their first home loss since October. So they do have solid home form. 
And again, I, I just don't really know what Arsenal's going to put out here. And, and without knowing that, I've, I've no interest in Arsenal. And I just think that there's probably far worse bets out there this weekend than, than back in the draw in this one at 9-1. to one. If you're looking for a bit of a long shot hit and hope on a Monday night when you have nothing else to do, um, I just think there's, there's a bit of value in the draw, 9-1. to one, a, a team that sort of Oxford have proven themselves to be sort of draw specialists as such to, to their sort of downfall in League One so far this season. Uh, why not? Yeah, 9-1. to one. OK, then, Jamie, staying along those tracks then, I can also offer you 6-1 to one in the double chance market, which means Oxford can either win or they can take the tie back to the Emirates. A similar bet to Craig's. Would you take it or is this going to be one-way traffic for the Gunners? Yeah, look, I'm going to do something that I don't usually do and I'm going to go against Craig here again. Um, I, for me, I do think this will be one-way traffic. I think, as we said, Arsenal are playing magnificent football at the moment, as much as that hurts to say, obviously. Um, and obviously, showing very little signs of slowing down. I still think they're a team that are going to be able to obviously rotate and still field a strong team. I think at the moment we haven't really, you know, there doesn't seem to be too many signs that Oxford are capable of, of, of uh, causing an upset here. Obviously 14th in the table. I look at their home form and to me, it has been, I, I, I think for me personally, I think it looks like it's been fairly poor. It's five defeats in 12. They've only won four of their home matches this season in, in League One. So, yeah, I don't think there's too many signs to suggest that Oxford can maybe cause an upset here um, as much as I'd love them to. And, and uh, obviously, Craig, to be right here, uh, I think this is going to be one-way traffic, uh, regardless of whether we see a young Arsenal team, a much-changed Arsenal team. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still backing Arsenal here to win. OK, then, before we move on any further, I'd like a correct score bet from you both, please. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. So, Jamie, I'll start with you this week. What have you got for me? Yep, I'm going to go for the All-Premier League uh, FA Cup type between Crystal Palace and Southampton. I'm going to back Crystal Palace to, to get the win here at home. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win uh, at 8-1. Obviously, we did see them win on the weekend against Bournemouth. Um, you know, we saw some of their, their key players really shining. Elise, he got two assists. Um, Eze got on the score sheet as well. So they look like a team picking up a little bit at the moment. And uh, yeah, obviously, Southampton obviously come into this one. Bottom of the table. Um, it's not been a kind of a good start for their, their new management at the moment. So, yeah, I'm going to back a Crystal Palace win here. 2-1 at 8-1. Fantastic. And Craig, what correct score are you hoping for this weekend? Yeah, being the FA Cup and uh, FA Cup third round weekend is always a special one. So I wanted to go with a, a big price and a bit of an upset. So I'm going to go back to the Sheffield Wednesday game that we spoke about earlier on. I'm going to go with a 2-1 Sheffield Wednesday win, which is available at 20-1 to on Saturday evening. A uh, nice big one to kick off the new year. So, as I've sort of mentioned already, Sheffield Wednesday have won all three games since Christmas. They've scored nine goals. Um, Michael Smith did bag three of those, and we've already mentioned him. I think he's going to give Newcastle a, a hell of a lot of problems. They, they're going to change their back line. They're going to rest and rotate players. He's got 20 goals already this season. He's not just a man about size. He's, he's clinical as well. He's, he's one of the best strikers in the league. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday took 97 points in, 2000, uh, in 2022, the most of any team in the top four divisions. Um, as mentioned, you know, they're in very, very good form. They've won 5-0 and 2-0 at Hillsborough in the last week. Uh, the crowd will be behind them. It should be a sellout, I'm assuming. Um, I just think that they've got a great chance of winning this game. And I do think Newcastle will score, but 2-1 at 20-1. to As I was looking through for a big one, it sort of caught my eye and too good to refuse. So, let's hope, well, I'll, I'll never, ever say this again. So, 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 yeah, let's hope Sheffield Wednesday win. Right, OK, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, there's plenty more FA Cup headlines to mop up. So first up, we'll focus on a couple more Premier League ties. 
First up, Crystal Palace play host to Southampton. Craig, when you consider the Eagles' strong home form, the odds of 19-20 to 20 for a win at Selhurst Park look as still before the weekend. Yeah, they definitely do, and I'm going to be backing them to win this one. Uh, back to winning ways with a good away win at Bournemouth. And they're coming up against a Southampton team who, you know, for probably want of a better word, and without going into paragraphs, they're just completely lost at the moment, Southampton. Um, I, I would say that Southampton would rest and rotate, but I'm, I don't think really Nathan Jones knows what his best 11 is and sort of who to rest and who to rotate. But, but I don't think that's going to matter too much here. I think Crystal Palace, yeah, they're um, very, very strong at home. You know, I think pretty much every every podcast we mention how good Crystal Palace are at home. Um, I, I just think they look a good bet here. And yeah, they, they should have too much. I think Crystal Palace are, are one of the few Premier League teams who you could make a case for taking the FA Cup quite seriously. Um, which, which sort of adds to the value in, in their pick. And I don't think they will rest and rotate too much. Now, Jamie, I was going to ask you about a Southampton win at 3-1, to one, but you've gone for the correct score minutes ago. So I take it you're not yep. feeling the Saints at the weekend? No, unfortunately not. I mean, obviously, it's been a tricky start to life for Nathan Jones at Southampton. Obviously, two defeats. Um, and as I said, I think they're kind of priced, um, you know, uh, the way they are because they've just been so poor. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's been a really bad run of form for Southampton. It's five defeats in five for them. Um, obviously, that leaves them sat bottom of the Premier League. But look, it's it's also their poor away form that, that's kind of the big worry here in terms of why I don't think they'll get that result. Um, you know, their last, their only away win of the season uh, came back in August, and that was that was against uh, Cambridge. Um, and they've also lost seven of, of nine of those away matches. So yeah, they've been really poor away from home. You know, we, we, we again we always mention that Crystal Palace they are a good good team at home as well. So yeah, I don't this is the game where that's going to change their away form. So um, yeah, I, I think kind of all the signs point towards the, the host winning here. Okay, then we've got another All Premier League encounter as Brentford play West Ham. Now, Craig, the Bees won their league encounter last week. How does twenty nine to twenty sound for the same level of success in the FA Cup? Yeah, I've got to back Brentford here, given what's going on with West Ham at the moment. Um, there's no way I would be backing West Ham pretty much to beat anyone until they've either had had something that sort of jolted them into life. I, I do think they're they're far better than what we're seeing at the minute. Whether it's a turnaround in form, whether it's a managerial sacking, what whatever it is, you just feel like West Ham are sort of waiting for something to really jolt them into life. And, and until that happens, then then I'm well clear. Uh, Brentford again, you know, we sort of I think if you look at Premier League teams who could take the FA Cup slightly more seriously than the rest. As I've just sort of mentioned with Crystal Palace, I think Brentford could also do the same. Um, they won away at West Ham last Friday. They're now back at home where you would fancy them even more. Um, I don't really know what's going off with West Ham at the moment. But what I do know is that I think Brentford's going to win this one. And it wouldn't surprise me if Brentford, like I said, did give the Cup a sort of slightly better goal than some of the other Premier League teams that are involved. On the other hand, Jamie, can the Hammers prove once again that they are a good Cup team? And offer David Moyes some respite at the same time. They're currently seven to four for the win, or would you fancy the draw at twelve to five instead? Yeah, well, look, obviously, I'll back Brentford in, in the Premier League clash in which they came out on top, and uh, I'm going to do the same again here. I think, you know, as much as obviously Craig mentioned that West Ham have been poor, I think, you know, you could quite equally say that, that Brentford have been brilliant so far. Obviously, there, there seems to be a real feel good factor at Brentford at the moment. Obviously, we saw kind of the, the real party atmosphere after that win against Liverpool. But look, you know, it's no wonder why at the moment. Obviously, they've, they've had some brilliant performances, some great results. And obviously, Thomas Frank renewing his contract recently. 
You know, and again, you know, who would have thought that they'd have cut, they'd have taken seven points from their last three matches, which are against Man City, Liverpool, and Spurs. So, you know, they've been really good at the moment. And uh, yeah, I, I think this is certainly a competition you can see them taking seriously. I think in the league, you know, obviously survival, that's that's not at all a worry for them. I think they're certainly going to be a team that's going to be pushing for the top 10. So, you know, maybe that's where they, they do look to go strong in the FA Cup here. And uh, I think we'll see them field a strong team. I can even see them winning to nil here. I think, you know, we know West Ham have really struggled for goals this season and, and Brentford are, are a side who are good defensively. So a win to nil is, is three to one. Obviously, that, that for me seems like a pretty good price given the form of the two teams. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go for a Brentford win to nil here uh, at three to one. OK, then I'm now going to open up the floor to both of you. So let's pick up some of the best bets across the rest of the FA Cup ties. Let's go for two each. Craig, you get Saturday's matches. What is your first pick? Yeah, the first one on my list is is the one that's at the biggest price of the two that I'm going to give you, but it's actually the one that I fancy the most. Um, I'm going to go with Middlesbrough to beat Brighton at 4-1 to one on Saturday. Now, I really don't like going against Brighton. I do think that they're going in the right direction and, and playing very well at the minute, but I do think they're going to really shake things up here and rest a few players. And, you know, the, the, the Premier League form that they are in is going to make them want to really kick on and get in the top out, you know, maintain the top half of the Premier League and maybe go up at another sort of notch or two. So I do think that they sort of maybe are going to disregard the FA Cup a little. Um, really, really, really impressed with the job that Michael Carrick's doing at Middlesbrough at the moment. Um, he took them over when they were 22nd in the league. Uh, he didn't, the transfer window had been done. He's not signed any players that he wanted. He didn't have pre-season to get himself settled in. And now they're in the playoffs. Uh, they've won seven, drawn one and lost one of the last nine games. Um, he's got them playing great football as well. You know, the fans are really behind them again. They, they are playing good stuff. Really good appointment. They've won all three games since Christmas. They've scored nine goals at home in a similar sort of fashion to how Hillsborough should be rocking when Newcastle come. I expect sort of the Riverside to be the same. I just think four to one seems far, far too big to, for them when I, what I'm hoping happens is that Brighton rests sort of three, four, five players. Um, I just think Middlesbrough are going in the right direction at the minute. Definite contenders for promotion in my eyes. And I just think four to one's a great price. A relative upset there. Jamie, you get Sunday's matches. What have you got up first? Yeah, I'm going to look at the, the all-championship tie between uh, Blackburn and Norwich. I think this could be a really interesting game. Obviously, one that does take place at Carrow Road. Uh, I'm going to go for a Blackburn win here, um, which is at three to one. So I think that's quite a nice price. Um, especially when you kind of consider these two teams and the way they're playing at the moment. I think Rovers, they come into this one with maybe a bit of mixed form at the moment, but uh, obviously they are sat third in the championship still. So they're, they're going strong. I think for meanwhile for Norwich as well, obviously they are without a manager at the moment. Obviously it does look like David Wagner is going to come in and maybe be the manager, but um, whether he'll be put in place in time by, by that game, obviously not clear at the moment. They've also lost three of their last four at the moment, Norwich. So a team that are very low on confidence, um, so I'm going to go for a Blackburn win here away. Uh, and a 3-1, to one, I think, sounds like a fairly nice price. It does indeed. So, Craig, back to you now for a second Saturday offering. Yeah, this is one that I, I do slightly worry because the team I'm backing may make more changes than their opponents, which is strange when you consider the leagues they're in. But I'm going to go with Burnley to beat Bournemouth at 15-8. to eight. And I do think that Burnley, because of their league position, could make more changes than Bournemouth and, and maybe disregard the FA Cup more than Bournemouth because they're trying to get promoted. Uh, but the hope is that they're 14 points clear in the automatic race. So I'm hoping that Vincent Company really takes a swing at this and goes down there and uh, takes his full-strength team with him. There's a case to be made that Burnley are a better, stronger side than Bournemouth. Um, they're definitely, in my eyes, on their way straight back to the Premier League. 
if it wasn't for Sheffield United and the quality that they've got and how they're playing, this would be an absolute procession for Burnley that everyone is completely waxing lyrical about. They would be receiving far more plaudits than they are. It's just the fact that Sheffield United are managing to keep hold of them. That, that sort of we're not seeing the, the real Burnley loving that we should be seeing. Uh, Burnley have won the last six games. Three of those have come away at tough grounds, QPR, Swansea and Stoke. Bournemouth have lost seven of the last eight. Bournemouth are on, on sort of everything that you you sort of not wanting when you're going to an FA Cup. Bournemouth have, you know, they're, they're out of form. They're not playing very well at home. They have got pressure on them because they're the Premier League team. Whereas for Burnley, they, you know, they're flying, they're in good form. It's a bit of a free hit. Nobody really expects them to go down to Bournemouth and win this one. But I really do think they will. 15-8, to eight, maybe a little bit shorter than I were expecting. I would have sort of maybe expected about 5-2, to two, but I'll still take it. Uh, I think Bournemouth, uh, Burnley are a very, very good side, and I think they can beat Bournemouth. Yeah, I really like the look of that one. It's not quite long enough for the long shot, which is why I didn't mention it earlier, but I really like the look of Burnley getting a result there. And Jamie, back to you on Sunday. What's the second best bet you've got for me? Yeah, well, no, funnily enough, I was unfortunately I've been very poor in my research. I did. I was for some reason I thought that Burnley were playing Bournemouth on uh, on Saturday, so I have actually agreed with Craig. I did go for Burnley to beat Bournemouth. That looks like a good shout. I have quickly changed that vote, so don't worry. I have got another pick, uh, and again I'm going to look at another All Championship tie between Bristol City and and Swansea. Um, Swansea, they come into this one six points ahead of Bristol City in the league, and as I said, it's still fairly a close tie, a quick close match up. So. I think this could be a good game, but I do think Swansea will just about come out on top here. Um, and both teams to score and, and the Swansea wins at 4-1. to one. So that, that to me looks like a fairly nice prize, given the fact that Swansea are above Bristol City at the moment in the league. So yeah, I do like the look of that one. And uh, yeah, I also agree with Craig. I did have plenty of research done for that one, but that's, again, stupid of me to, to have missed that one. But yeah, obviously that, there's two good shouts there. Well, at least you're agreeing on something. That's a good start. But finally, I want a big upset from you both. Craig, can you find a bigger one than Sheffield Wednesday beating Newcastle? What have you got for me? Yeah, I'm just going to say that. I'm sort of rounding off with an upset after saying that Sheffield Wednesday will beat Newcastle, uh, Middlesbrough will beat Brighton. Um, but we're going to go with one even bigger, just just for a bit of fun interest. And I'm going to go with Gillingham to beat Leicester at 12-1 to 1 on Saturday. Um, we all said on this podcast before the World Cup to watch Leicester. Uh, the break was coming at completely the wrong time. It could really harm what they were building. They, they started poorly, got themselves in the right position, and then the World Cup came, and, and we were worried for them. They come back, three defeats in a row. They look a completely different team. Now, Gillingham, bottom of League Two, and absolutely nothing going their way. And let's let's face it, you know, there's no reason to bet on Gillingham really at all in this one. Let's, you know, other than the the sort of the position that Leicester find themselves in. The distraction of the cup could work for Gillingham. Uh, they've got a small ground, home crowd on top of the Premier League, sort of inverted commas stars. Uh, winter conditions will probably lead to a, a fairly poor pitch. To me, this is the last thing that Leicester would have wanted. Leicester are struggling at the minute. They're sort of trying to find their feet, but not really getting there after the World Cup. And I just think at 12 to 1, if you something you want to throw a pound on on a, on a Saturday afternoon, why not back Gillingham to beat Leicester? Okay, and Jamie, same question for you, please. Who will slip mm. on the Cup's biggest banana skin? Yeah, well, look, we've obviously mentioned a couple of, of upsets now that we like. You know, again, that, that Burnley one does really stand up for me. I like the look of them going and beating Bournemouth. 
obviously again there Craig's made a good point about Leicester and them struggling at the moment so that could be an interesting one and, and then obviously you just have to factor in this is the, the FA Cup third round and we always know there's, there's, there's lots of upsets in this competition or this stage of the competition so yeah I think there's some, some nice shouts there I mentioned earlier I, I have got a really big shout for my one and uh, I'm going to go against Spurs here I, I think that there is the possibility for a big upset here um, Spurs, they were knocked out of uh, competition, this competition last year by lower league opposition at home as well. So I, I think the same can happen here. Um, I think at the moment, one thing that should be not underestimated at the moment is where Spurs are at as a club. Um, obviously, a guy, you know, someone who I've spent a lot of time on on Twitter. Um, Dan, I know you would have done the same. It's, it's a horrible atmosphere at the moment at Spurs. Obviously, a real toxic atmosphere in terms of you know, the ownership of the club and maybe a lack of investment, not backing Antonio Conte. And I think that maybe could be reflected in the stands. And, that, and that's why I think, you know, this is going to be a really tricky game. I think Conte, he's also made it clear in his latest press conference that the FA Cup and, and the League Cup aren't, aren't trophies that he sees as, as taken seriously. So this is going to be a rotated Spurs team as well. Um yeah, and of course, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what does happen in, in that game at Selhurst Park on, on the night of recording. Obviously, Spurs going away to Palace. I think another poor result there could really kind of put Spurs in a, a really horrible spiral. Um, and that would obviously really add to a, a poor atmosphere on the weekend. Portsmouth as well, I think it's interesting that they've made that managerial change. I know they've obviously not been playing very well, but I wonder whether, may, you know, maybe a new managerial bounce or just having that change could maybe kind of revitalise this this Portsmouth team. I just think at 18 to 1, just given that Conte is how he's spoken about this competition, given the fact that he does sound like a manager who's on his way out at the moment, um, I, I think this is maybe one worth backing at 18 to 1 for the Portsmouth win. Right, on that bombshell, it's time for our final bit of business. It's the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each, combine it into an acker. We try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens. And let's see if we can get another winner over the line, which means, Craig, what have you got for me? Yeah, it's an all-championship clash in the FA Cup for me. I'm going with Luton to beat Wigan at 5-6. to six. I'm hoping the fact that this is an all-championship clash means we don't have to worry too much about rest and rotation here, and, and both teams will field their sort of strongest-ish 11s. Um, Luton, definitely a team heading in the right direction on the edge of the playoffs, and they've beaten Norwich, QPR and Huddersfield since Christmas, playing really well at the minute. Post-Nathan Jones, there were questions as to whether they would continue their good run. But based on what we've seen so far, there's no issues there at all. Certainly a team to keep an eye on as we go into the new year. Uh, Wigan, on the other hand, are completely opposite. They're in free fall. They've lost four in a row. They've conceded 14 goals in that run. Um, four goals in each of their three defeats post-Christmas, which is like sort of in the space of about a week and a half or whatever with, with the sort of football being so close together at the minute. That's taken them to the bottom of the championship. Absolutely loads of work to do. I don't think the FA Cup's anything that they're really looking forward to. They need to work out the league form. And I just think that Luton will be too strong for them and win this one. Top shout. Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm going to go for, obviously, as I said, I'm going to back Arsenal here. Unfortunately, as much as, much as that pains me. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for an Arsenal win over over 3.5 goals, which you can get evens. I, I really like that. I think that Arsenal are saying, I think they will rotate, but they're still going to have enough here to beat Oxford. I think... Oxford, I, I kind of look at their form and, and it doesn't really kind of suggest to me that they're going to be able to cause some sort of upset. I mean, maybe the fact that, uh, you know, it is a home game for them, it's going to be under the lights, obviously, a game that should be on TV. So that could maybe lean towards um, them putting in a big performance. But uh, 
yeah, I, I, I don't personally see it. I think this will be a big Arsenal win. And uh, yeah, I'm going to combine the two with, with over 3.5 goals. And uh, I can say that that comes out at evens. Back in Arsenal to win and Spurs to lose. What's happened to you, Jamie? Eh? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go to Southampton Park as Crystal Palace play host to Southampton. As we kind of mentioned, Nathan Jones is going to be hoping for some Premier League respite at the weekend as the Saints already find themselves in the bottom three. And when you look at Southampton making this managerial change, it's like they had a get-out-of-jail-free card and they wasted it. I don't see them staying up. So they're kind of bounding themselves in the Championship already. And even with the cup football, I don't see them getting any sort of joy against the Palace side who are giving little away in South London this season. It's a fortress, isn't it, Selhurst Park? And when you consider the Eagles are priced at 19-20 to 20 to win on Saturday, that price is good enough for my selection. Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Craig, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Yeah, thanks very much, Dan. Really disappointed uh, that Jamie picked Burnley because had he not, then we would have gone through the entire podcast completely disagreeing with each other. Um, but, but yeah, really enjoyed it. Looking forward to the FA Cup. I'm glad you're friends again. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your Betting insights with me. Yeah, obviously, it's, uh, I was hoping that I could come on here, try and lift my mood. Uh, but as I said, I've, I've, I've backed an Arsenal win, backed another Spurs lose. So, yeah, so not been the kind of the best therapy for me. But as you said, what's happened to me? I've been a Spurs fan for far too long, Dan, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, that's what's happened to me. And uh, look, let's let's see what we're obviously talking about in the next, next episode. Hopefully, I'm a bit more positive. Obviously, we would have played two matches by then. But... Uh, yeah, as I said, I do fear the worst, unfortunately. <laughs> well, well, hopefully you're wrong. But anyway, let's move on. Because with that said, it just needs me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>